Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. His name is Bricky. And oh boy, Grimdark. But before we get into that, if you enjoy today's episode and you maybe want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can get access to the Discord, bloopers if they happen. The $15 tier gets you access to all of our posters in digital format. Uh, and Shy said there's a new poster today, Bricky. The, the, the silence show, show, is deafening. Shy, show, show, show the poster. Show the poster. Where's the poster? Show the poster. Shy, where's the poster? Poster, poster, where's the shy? Poster. She says it's loading. She says it's loading. Loading. Embed failure. Ooh, right. I remember this. Yes. Oh, this is so good. I forgot all about this. Tell them. Tell them how you feel about it, Bricky. Tell them how you feel about it. I say one statement about the Venom Crawler's dumpy, and next thing you know, there's a poster made. Oh, and what a dumpy it is. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Is this supposed to look like the spider chick from that one anime that has the, the monsters? Oh, Monster Musume? I don't think so. Okay. I, maybe it's just because the Venom Crawler looks like a spider, then. Yeah, I think it's just Venom Crawler does give off very spider vibes, and obviously Monster Musume does have a spider waifu that wants to, you know, implant eggs in your stomach and watch you explode into a nest of baby spiders. But yeah, probably. I did not need to know that. I don't know if that's actually how it goes, because unironically, I've never seen Monster Musume. (laughs) That is more shocking than the poster. Uh, yeah, probably. Coming from me, a man of true culture and intellect. Yeah, that probably and is taste. surprising. And taste, indeed. Well, you know what? That poster is currently available. It is available at Orchidate.com. Link in the description. You can snag this poster. And uh, hopefully we will have uh, the final poster of the year relatively soon. And uh, and then uh, and then the final of the year will be, uh, be complete. And all am- the posters will be around. I am entering my credit card information as we speak. And the three digits on the back. The three wacky digits on the back. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. That's going on the wall. Guaranteed. All right. So. DK, so uh, what do you think today is going to be on? Um, so there's a part of me that when you say that, I want to just be a meme douchebag and just say the bad dab war because I've been beating that dead horse every chance I get with you. So is it? Why the do you think war? it's is the it? bad dab war? I why? don't know. Why? I don't you, know. You said, you said the bad dab war. I don't know. I just, man, I I don't. It's it's yeah. It's an intrusive thought that just won't go away. It was like I think it was two episodes ago where you were just like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a big event, and in my head the first thing it like like a like a siren was just bad dab war, and I've just been beating that horse to death. And it's just it it won't go away. So I I had to I had especially when you said it so like dejectedly like you you knew you knew exactly what I was gonna say and I was like well I can't I can't disappoint Bricky and I can't disappoint the people. Well I mean I do but. Shy, mm. <sighs> did you spoil him? <gasps> no, is it actually? Who spoiled him? Because it's it's like genuinely. Is it actually? Because like I I refuse to accept that it's just some epiphany of him. It was. It was just an epiphany. I'm, I I'm had. In, I'm ignoring you, DK. I, this this is a conversation <laughs> between me and Shy right now. What what happened? Because it's like it's like unfair. We give him the most like milk bread fucking quotes, and he can't get them. And just like through the the realms of Zinch, he knows yeah. the next damn topic. <laughs> The, the warp spoke to me. What sorcerous oh power has caused this? <laughs> Finally, let's. <laughs> I ju- also, I did you said we give it. you the most milk bread quotes? It's isn't it milk? Is isn't it like milk toast? It, it's milk toast. But I I watched the video of like people making those Japanese milk breads really squishy, and I was like, oh, mm. those look so good too. I've seen yeah. those milk. Oh my god, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, it's the bad ab war. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Th- 
there was a part of me that thought it might be just because I was like, man, Bricky seems really kind of like, why are you, why do you keep saying? I was like, hmm, it's like I hit a nerve or something. Like, what, what's going on? I think just because I, I think maybe <laughs> I myself assumed that I maybe accidentally spoiled you and I didn't want to do that. But now that I know I never did, and it's nope. just some, it some was nothing you precious. said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're doing the Bad Ab War. Yay! Um, Let's go. This is uh, part one of a uh, part one through seven possible parts. I have no idea how long it'll be. My guess is like three to four um, okay. parts of, of the Bad Ab War. Uh, and, you know, the Siege of Rax was a pretty fun, pretty fun yeah. one, uh, despite yeah. the enormous human toll. Of violence. Um, mm-hmm. This one, the Bad Ab War definitely spans larger than the Siege of Vrax. Vrax takes place on a planet for the most part, mm-hmm. whereas uh, the Bad Ab War takes place in a significantly larger amount of space. Okay. Um, this is a lovely story about administration, bureaucracy, Political tension and the greatest example that the Imperium survives, not thanks to the horrible things it does, but in spite in of them. In spite of them. I was going to say, this sounds like just classic ecclesiarchy, administratum uh, failures. I Ironically... Mean- very little ecclesiarchal failures. Ridiculous oh. amounts of uh, of piety actually takes less of a factor, at least in the beginning of this, uh, <laughs> than you would expect. So okay, okay, we'll see how this goes. So anyway, the Bad Dab War takes place out in an area of space known as the Maelstrom. Uh, this is not the Eye of Terror. Uh, oh. This is a smaller Eye of Terror, a, a tinier one far closer to the galactic core of the galaxy. Also, do any of those um, names remind you of anything? Um, the In that great, picture? The Great Lesion uh, sounds like something that Nurgle would be a big fan of. Not quite. Um, That's 20% chance so far. Helix Beta, just because, um... Okay, so it's Hell's Iris. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay, Hell's Iris... That just sounded like a normal, like, thing in 40k. Hell's Iris is the chaos port city that the Night Lords go to in the second um, book, in which... Oh, is it? Okay. It's where Septimus and Maruk find a pregnant lady, and they capture her to make her into a Night Lord, or make her kid into a Night Lord, because this is chaos, and they're awful people. Alright, cool, cool. I'm terrible with names in 40k. It is so, so bad how often I forget, like, names and places, but once you tell me what event happened there, it's like, oh, gotcha, and it, it all just dawns on me again, so... Yeah. Yes, that that is that is Hell's Iris. They they go there to refuel and recharge and repair after okay. uh, all the shenanigans of the beginning of the second book. But right. um, so the Maelstrom is another rip in reality, uh, like the Eye of Terror, but just not as substantial and a little closer toward the Galactic Core, where the one the other one is by Cadia, which is like southwest. Mm. If you look at like the the general map, oh yeah, um, the Maelstrom has recently. Uh, had a lot more attacks coming from it. More and more keep coming from the Maelstrom area, whether it's orc raids, Jukari uh, slave-taking, or just classic chaos shenanigans. The Maelstrom Maelstrom zone is getting kind of hit a lot. Okay. But before we move on, was the Maelstrom, did that pop open because... Of what happened at the Eye of Terror, or is this just another another little uh, blip, another little just rip? It, it's, it's just its own thing, or did the um, crack across the galaxy cause this? It's independent. It's all, okay. it's its own little thing. Okay, cool, cool. 
Um, but near the maelstrom, and, and this this is a map I would like to present because it'll be the easiest to understand. Okay. Um, for the most part, you can see there is something known as the Maelstrom Zone. And this is a general map of the Maelstrom Zone. You have the Maelstrom Ooh. border in the top right, uh, uh-huh. and then heading back into the general galactic arm and interstellar drift on the bottom left. And then everything in the center is generally known as the Maelstrom Zone. You can see the Badab sector in the center. Yeah, I was going to say, there's the Badab. This is, oh no, this is going to be an awful war, isn't it? This is going to be terrible. The uh, Chimerian Drift, the Edmund Cluster, etc. And if you you zoom in to the top right, uh, you'll see a lot more of the specifics going on there. You see Death World, Death World, uh, Orc. Like orc infestation, yeah, feral world, lost frontier world, sure. Things Ooh, things wow. get worse the closer you get to the actual maelstrom zone. Yeah, I was gonna say that is not a happy, fun place to be. That maelstrom border. Yeah, no, the, the maelstrom zone is a terrible place. Uh, the warp yeah. is already bad, but the uh, there it's specifically a violent and turbulent warp storm, me- meaning it's very difficult to traverse. Um, and it's so in a sense, like t- hundreds and hundreds of systems all in that area that have either been unexplored outside of a couple of Imperial worlds you see dotted there on the map. Yeah. Oh, Angstrom is a forge world that's really close to that border. Like, yeesh. Like, they they must get a lot of attention. Uh, most, uh, yeah, access restricted, it says. Yeah, like that. that thing must be a target all the time. There, there's also like a sacristan on the top, uh, which is a frontier world. Uh, oh which, yeah, I, I think there should be a. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, Zverengrad is a fortress <laughs> world uh, up uh, below the Endymion cluster, and, okay. uh, and then, you know so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's plenty. a great map. That's a great picture. Yeah, it really kind of shows off what you're trying to like, all the specific stuff you're trying to sure. look at. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so this whole zone is just awful. It's, it's terrible to traverse because the warp is constantly roiling and all kinds of problems. Uh, a lot of the worlds here are, have actually been expelled from the galactic core itself through some, you know, interstellar means yeah. and therefore are extremely valuable. As we know, the Voton spent a lot of... This is also pre-Voton, so they're not going to be in our story. Right. Um, despite them mostly taking place in the galactic core. Yeah, right where the Squatch should be. But, oh, hey, they got wiped out. Haha, orcs and elves killed them. Yeah, the pre, pre-Voton resurgence. <clears throat> yeah. uh, but a lot of these planets that have been expelled are extraordinarily valuable because they have got rich minerals and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it is a port for a all manner of horrible things. Like I said, orcs, <laughs> pirate, orcs, drukari, chaos, especially. Mm-hmm. So there was a imperial keyword here known as Signax. C-Y-G-N-A-X. I actually can't seem to find it on the map, though. Yeah, I was just loading the map back up because I had I'd closed. I was like, where is it? Where's Signax? Where is it? Where is it? I, I actually, yeah. I, I Oh, there it is. Top left. Way top left. Oh uh, yeah! Oh, don't wow. a don't, dead don't world. Don't read that part. <laughs> Hive world. Okay. Uh, hey. So, like, I was figuring <laughs> if this was like the one that they were gonna go after, it would be like right in the middle. Because then it'd be like, oh wow, all that chaos stuff would be like, oh, we're coming down to get you. And it's like, no, not our fortress and frontier world too, along with Synax. And then um, it would be like they would just meet in the middle because also bad dabs in the middle. So at some point, you know, everybody's probably gonna meet there and just. <laughs> Well, that that's why I, I shouldn't have pointed it out because it said dead world. That kind of spoils us a little bit. Um, a little bit, but I'm dumb enough that eh, we'll roll with it. Basically, it was an imperial key world and a general safe port through the Maelstrom sector, this Maelstrom zone. Uh, and it unfortunately had a massive chaos cultist insurrection. Ooh. Uh, huge chaos crap all happened on the world. And eventually, with a suicidal uh, charge, they ended up taking over and raining atomic and plasma warheads all over the, their own planet. Uh, ah, <clears throat> soon so exterminatus light. Yeah, themselves. Yeah. Uh, so soon after that came permanent winter, radioactive fallout, changes in tectonic plates, and eventually all life on Signax was killed. 
Just another day at the office in Warhammer 40K. And, you know, naturally, this did not reach the Adeptus Terra very quickly, as uh, administration down there has often been known to be quite slow. Um, but <laughs> I with was going to say, Administratum is quite slow in general, with, like, you know, millions of planets all feeding information. It probably takes forever to get that news. Total side note, have you, you played the new Darktide mission where you need to protect the auto-scroller uh, servitor when he's, like, riding on the parchment? I don't think I have, actually. It's pretty great. It's literally just a survey with a bunch of quills writing, like, really fast <laughs> on, a, on a long string of parchment. you got to protect them. It's great. Fair. All right. Um, All right. But with Signax's death, the throws of everything around Signax kind of began to die out. Uh, in about a year... Uh, but yeah, in, in one year about, uh, the amount of space equal to a full month and a half journey was removed from the Imperium's grasp. Uh, so slowly with the death of that world, more orcs, more Drukhari, more chaos raids, vital supply chains were threatened. And that then, once the tax man realized that there was an issue, uh, is when Terra <laughs> began to act. Right, of course. It's... it's- only when you mess with their money do they uh, do they start to understand. So uh, the several Space Marine chapters were then posted in the area to protect the Imperium's <laughs> interests. Uh, the Astral Claws chapter were senior in the role of commanding the new Maelstrom Warders. They're called that's what the new thing is the Maelstrom Warders, uh, as well as a few other chapters known as the Charnel Guard, Mantis Warriors, and the Lamenters. Oh, no. The Lamenters are here? You betcha. Oh, yeah. Things are going to go south real quickly. Yeesh. Also, you said warders. Is that like the war borders? Is that what they're going for? Warders? More like like a a warden. They're warding off. They're Uh, males from warders. Okay. Warders. I was like, is that like a border for a war they're planning? Like, oh, here's the no war past the warder. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Nah, it's it's, it's a weird way to say it. Maelstrom Wardens would have been a lot cooler sounding. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. It's because I was staring at the Maelstrom border picture, like in the top right where it says Maelstrom border. I was like, border? Warder? Hmm. Yeah. So immediately after deployment, Astral Claws being the main uh, commanding chapter as well as the other three, uh, they surrounded a lot of the areas in the Maelstrom Zone, gained a position, and slowly, with pretty great work, wealth started to go back to Terra. The Imperial Tithe continued. Because, you know, know the Imperial Tithe, right? Sure. You gotta gotta give... yeah, you gotta you gotta give uh, resources, people to to holy terror, right? You gotta gotta make yeah. sure they're well well stocked, and they got troops, and because boy, do the guards sure die a lot because we just throw them at people. The generally every single planet in the Imperium is required to give to the Imperial Tithe. Mm. If they cannot make it with money, they make it in resources. If they can't make it in resources, they make it in tech. And if they can't make it in tech, most likely they will make it in human life. Uh, in fact, I believe every world has a requirement of human life, with the exception of the fortress worlds of Mars. Um, and I guess I got night world, but even then you're like still getting nights. So it's kind of the same. That's true. I guess Mars wouldn't have that because they, they probably pay their tithe in many other great ways with all the, all the crazy shenanigans that they give to Terra and all the technology and all the, yeah. Yeah. That's why, yeah. Shy makes a great point. It's the only request made of a planetary governor. Yeah, pl- being a planetary governor is a lot like being a rogue trader, where you often become—you actually have like a kind of unfathomable amount of freedom. You stay on your planet, of course, but like you know, living on an entire planet—you you won't get bored. Um, yeah, at least not easily, unless your planet just sucks. And a lot of times, planetary governors, especially those in the Chimaran Drift area will get fat on luxuries and resources because they're, you know, a, a planetary governor is more than a political position. It's very often in, in uh, like, it's an aristocracy. It's a, it's a familial, yeah. you know, it's like, a, it's a lineage. A lo- I mean, oh my God, look at that. Oh yeah. I love I, John Blanche. 
Yeah, well, as 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 soon as you said that, and as soon as Shy posted that picture, I was like, yeah, it's probably like a lot of these planetary governors have got to be just corrupt and awful and terrible because it's like nobody cares. Hey, we're delivering our tithes, so what does it matter that I'm literally a tyrant to my people? It doesn't. I still give you ties. Everything's still cool. GG's, and they're just left to their own devices. And that's probably generational corruption because the 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 kid that takes over is like, oh yeah, I'll just do it like Dad did because hey, he was fat and greedy on power. Why not me too? Seems to work. Nobody cares. La di da. The the only I mean, you're basically hitting it perfectly on the head. The only main thing you have to fear is the Imperium itself. And so long as you give them enough men, give them enough resources, old, old Uncle Taxman, the the Terra will not come <laughs> taking your dues. I, I mean, I guess the only thing you could also fear, as we know with the Eisenhorn book, uh, you can fear the Inquisition if yeah. they think you're being a little too uh, sus with your dealings. Yeah, if you're maybe being heretical, that's a different story. <laughs> I'm sure the Imperium will look aside some tyrannical behavior because you're giving them tithes, but heresy, yeah, no. There, there is thousands of stories of planetary governors who were some of the worst and aw- most awful people <laughs> ever over like five centuries of rule, but they constantly met quotas. And so the Imperium was like, cool, you know, keep keep your concubines Keep whipping <laughs> slaves. Do whatever the fuck you want. Thanks for the 50,000 men every 10 years and uh, massive stockpiles of adamantium. Bye. Bye. I was like, yeah, there's pro- there are probably so many like uh, planetary governors that literally have just turned the planet into a slave world. And the Imperium's just like, eh, but they give good resources, so eh, let them do it. And also, it comes to the point why so many worlds can end up going under. Signax was destroyed by a chaos cult within. I uh, I am reading the same kind of like imperial armory version of the bad. I, sh- I should have mentioned this earlier. I'm reading the imperial armory uh, version of the Badab War. So much like the Siege of Vrax, this is the condensed, uh, and by condensed I mean extraordinarily condensed version. Uh, ah. So I will not have the like five books worth of the bad dab war of information that some of our viewers probably have read. Um, Mm. So I will not have it perfect. That being said, it would not surprise me if Signax was uh, killed by the chaos insurrection because of massive uh, heretical dealings via the ruling class. Um, Well, now that you say that, it's like, well, it's got to be a rather common thing for one of these planets to fall to chaos just because like when your planetary governor is that corrupt they're treating you as you know essentially they're treating you like a like a slave and they're just constantly beating you and they probably don't feed you enough but oh the imperium doesn't care about us because you know they're getting the tithe it's probably really easy to fall to that little whisper of chaos in your ear that's like hey we can help you take this guy out. The Imperium doesn't care about you. Humans don't care about you. What have you got to lose? It's probably really easy to fall to chaos and be like, sure, uprising of chaos. It's way better than what I've got to deal with now because now I'm basically a slave. Very minor, light, middle-of-the-book spoilers for Eisenhorn. One of the ruling families on the planet dealt with alien artifacts because it increased their agricultural pro- uh, produce. They were fine with alien artifacts because it served them and their money. Yep. And that right there is a big no-no. Yeah, a big no-no. That is a heretical no-no. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, unless you're doing something that the Inquisition takes uh, notice of, you are, at the end of the day, allowed to do whatever you want so long as you meet the Imperial Tithe. And even like a plant like Signax, when it died, it took forever to reach the Department of Holy Terra, <laughs> much like in the Leviathan uh, sequence, when slowly various worlds were being destroyed by the Tyranids, just going silent, it was probably filed away in the wrong uh, hall with the wrong uh, <laughs> yeah. scroll of parchment, and nobody noticed, because a million worlds, and they don't have Microsoft Excel. 
they probably only noticed it's like, hey, we didn't get any tithes. There's there are less ties today. What happened? Synax. And yeah, then someone it. investigated and they're like, why is Synax a smoldering crater? Very much exactly that. So anyway, <laughs> to, to get us back on track, mm. um, eventually the Astral Claws and, and all of the Maelstrom Warders were able to get the wealth to flow back, get the tithes back, get the money back. But immediately after this, their momentum was stopped dead in its tracks when the Charnel Guard chapter was removed and requisitioned by the Adeptus Terra. Uh, in the high lords needed them somewhere else so took them and sent them somewhere else having them lose a quarter of their troops when Ooh. reinforcements were requested from terra they were subsequently denied oh boy that's 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 brutal Eesh. then to make matters worse a space hulk decided to appear somewhere in the, the space oh. called the unhallowed heart which i'm not going to lie sounds Exactly like the name of a space Hulk that was in the Arcs of Omen books. Well, I don't, I don't know about that because I haven't read the Arcs of Omen. And I don't remember, but I was gonna say Unhallowed Heart. I was like, if that's all you told me, I'm like, yeah, it's something from 40k. I would immediately be like, yeah, it's a space Hulk. That has to be because that's exactly how you get a space Hulk. Is the uh, the warp just kind of <laughs> hollows it out and puts a bunch of in it? That or just some like flagship chaos vessel? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, probably not an Imperium ship, the Unhollowed Heart. Probably not a Loyalist ship. God, that image I posted. It's just, it's so insane, the scale of these, uh, of these space oh hulks. My. Okay, I, I thought that was a debris field when I first looked at the thumbnail. I thought it was a ship looking at, like, an asteroid field or something. No, no. Uh, Yikes, that's hulks, the ship. Space hulks <laughs> are literally just a, a, uh, a, a, you turned on no clip. <laughs> and then and then you just shoved cities and ships together into one yeah. mass. That's cor- that picture is insane. Literally well, thought that was an asteroid field. But anyway, the Unhallowed Heart Space Hulk arrived after they lost the quarter of their troops and decided to completely lay waste to all of these outposts and planets around here. Uh, oh. It was a demon infested ship, and it was literally sh- like pushing out mental paranoia and causing mass suicides, riots, and hysteria on all planets it orbited. Finally, though... Just uh, from orbiting a planet? Just from being near it, the entire populace would either just start killing themselves or committing mass mass hysteria to riots and awful stuff. And that's before the demons actually make landfall. Great! Great! Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, finally, and, and let me make this clear, I am underselling this massively, uh, but the Lamenters were able to destroy oh. the Space Hulk with the loss of 300 of their Space Marines and four of their strike vessels. It is oh. one of the first major like death blows dealt to the Lamenters chapter. I was gonna say that sounds so lamenters, where it's like, "Hooray, we 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 beat the Space Hulk, but all of our forces are dead too." So and, lament us, please. And then the Inquisition, the Ordo Malleus, uh, then began to berate them for not killing it faster. Oh my God! Why are you? Why why can't the lamenters ever have anything nice? I mean, I get it. That's that's their thing. They're lamenters, but ah, uh, for not killing it fast enough, huh? When they took away the reinforcements. Yep. You love to uh, hear it. Uh, did, did you ever did you ever watch Get Smart? Like the uh, old one? No, I didn't. There's a particular episode where uh, the main guy kills uh, or saves uh, like the tax man's life multiple times. And he's like, well, sir, you could you could have killed this man with only one bullet. And yet you spent five. Yeah, it's going to come out of your paycheck. <laughs> the guy like gets back up and he shoots him twice more. And he's like... Seven bullets. <laughs> Seven bullets out of the paycheck, buddy. You're gonna pay for those bullets. That's that's basically that's basically how this feels like. But oh man, should have strangled him. So with this, the astral claws then went against their original kind of space marine doctrine and was like, okay, we're low on people. We're gonna take the fight to them and, and try to like 
stifle this problem before it gets too bad by attacking uh, orc raids pretty deep in maelstrom space um this did deal a pretty solid blow to the orcs but the astral claws chapter master was killed uh, and they were forced to retreat after uh dealing with the orcs that is a heavy blow losing your chapter master yes yikes so they needed to appoint a new one and they appointed one of, by, by popular demand and popular decision by their peers, a very strong and up-and-coming space marine known as Luft Huron. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know that name. That's <laughs> not... Oh, no. Yeah, this, this, you this, do. This, this does not end well, does it? This you, is... You oh, know boy. uh you know a Huron, don't you? Yeah. So, oh no, oh no, oh no. I think I think it's click. Okay, all right. No, I I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. All I right. mean, knowing the outcome is uh almost more exciting because yeah. it's the question of how did we get here. Yeah, because when she said, oh, yeah, Hell's Iris, that's where, uh, in the book, that's where, uh, you know, they stopped off to get the stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, wasn't there a group there, too? Wasn't there a group that, that they were getting helped by? And I was like, uh-oh. It, like, the light just clicked, and uh, uh-oh. Uh, a Huron something or another? Yeah, you know? something yeah. about a, I don't know if, like, his heart was a little shaded, there was a little dark color <laughs> to it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm so bad with names. So, uh, though once elected as the new chapter master, he began to rebuild the fleet using uh, Corsair prizes and raids, and uh, he would then start to take out large portions of the the raiding um, uh, Xenos around the the way, start rebuilding. And uh, actually would begin to stockpile a pretty large amount of exterminatus weaponry as well in <laughs> order to destroy uh, renegade ships and other planets. Uh, okay. Let's make this very clear right now. Huron is fully devoted to the Emperor. This guy Now is he is, yes. Not chaos-tainted, nothing. He is straight up a, a model space marine right now. Okay, but he's he's stockpiling exterminatus, which I guess, like, if you're a space marine and you are, well, a chapter master, and you are in this situation on the Maelstrom border, it probably does behoove you to have exterminatus-level weapons so that you can just be like, oh, yeah, that, it's an orc world. <laughs> we'll blow it off the fucking map. Uh, so I, I guess that's fair, actually, to have those kind of weapons here, and if you're here on. Yeah, he, yeah. here on. He's um, here on. So uh, now we move over to the Badab sector. Badab Primaris, the main planet in Badab, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, decided that it was going to have a palace coup. Uh, <laughs> this failed when the Astral Claws arrived to destroy the conflict. And off, and they found out all of these kinds of crazy things going on with the Q. We're talking the Q, uh, coup. Sorry, mm-hmm. we're talking off-world raiders, smuggling rings, all kinds of crazy, corrupt individuals. And Huron, not the happiest man with this kind of stuff, as riots continued to flare up on the planet and cause all kinds of issues. So he remembered Signax. And he was like, oh. I, we can't have that happen again. And so yeah. he decided to take it into his own hands to crush these issues, executing a massive majority of the ruling class and anyone who even really just appeared like a recidivist. Ooh, boy. All right. Okay. I mean, he doesn't want Synax happening again because Synax was a big blow. So I guess I guess you just go in with Hellfire and Brimstone to anything that looks like it might cause that again. Ooh, that's yikes. He put it upon himself to make it Adeptus Astartes Martial Law. He became the <laughs> took the mantle of planetary ruler, styling himself as quote the tyrant of Badab. Oh uh, boy, as- it begins, huh? It begins. Hey, he claimed that the sector and his chapter was to was there to quote 
better protect these worlds and those souls that dwell upon them in the glory of the emperor. Kind of, kind of like a, a little bit of a Gilliman thing. He he yeah. liked. Uh, he kind of wanted to style himself as that kind of planetary leader, like Gilliman did. Sure. So, how did the um, how did the Imperium take that? Well, I guess the Imperium probably didn't know about this because it probably take forever to actually get through the Administarum that he had done anything. And I guess as long as he's still sending the tide, they probably don't care that a space marine took over. So, I guess it's kosher. Oh, the Imperium said jack shit because they got their tithe back. Well, yeah, they. I guess they <laughs> pat on the back, send send him a send him a medal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, and I and I'm I mean like he he ruled this place. He, uh, after this whole thing, he they he put a whole bunch of political allies into power and made the entire Badab sector basically his empire. Ran by the Astral Claws and the Tyrant of Badab. He even had his own army of Imperial Guard he called the Tyrant's Legion. And would Ooh. constantly go on the offensive and destroy other alien raiders. Uh, the Maelstrom Zone? Highest productivity ever seen. Most ties. Whoa. Most resources. He turned the place into a truly golden example of a functioning Imperium. Nothing quite beats Ultramar, but he was doing his damnedest. Wow. So this was a very, very good thing. Like, I don't know oh, why, yeah. but a part of me was like, oh, yeah, he just went in and killed a bunch of people and took over a planet. Oh, this sounds like the, you know, first inkling of chaos. But actually, this that's a great thing. He just he turned this place around. Good for oh, him. Yeah. This lasted 150 years. Sheesh. <laughs> well, I guess in, in 40K, that's actually not that long. Uh, I mean, it's still a little bit long for him to be yeah. tasked on this this specific task for a century and a half. It's It's a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, 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 there was like kind of fame here, you know, the fame of the Astral Claws tyrant grew, reputation went higher, productivity went higher, pirate activity was curtailed, it, it, you know, this <laughs> massive defensive stance with all these watch bastions, he even made something called like, I think it was the Ring of Iron or something, Ring of Steel, circling the inner spheres of the Badab Primarison region to just be an unpenetrable system things hey. were going hot now was life on bad ab great I don't, I don't really know i mean having a space marine leads you might be better than a planetary governor but it depends on the space marine and yeah. it depends on the governor i mean it sounds like the place was pr pretty much a shithole before so having a space marine there I mean, you know you're well protected, and you know he's probably, I mean, from the way Huron sounds, at least you know it's going to be fair, if nothing else, so. More than anything, it was productive. Yeah. It, more than anything, the tithe remained, and all, all of that stayed well. Okay. So, spurred on by his major success, Huron took some servants to undertake a pilgrimage to deliver a de deliver, deliver a formal petition to Terra. This was a massively detailed case about subduing the maelstrom and the surrounding area, as well as the great benefits that the Imperium would get from it by actually taking maelstrom space. Okay. So in order to get this, it was a case for a huge deployment of Space Marine chapters to increase their ranks, suggesting even a brand new founding might need to be merited to meet the plan's Ooh. needs. Okay. Um, he was subsequently denied, as oh. the uh, Imperium requirements would be better spent elsewhere. He then asked for two other variants of this plan, both of which denied. Yikes. Okay. It it really do be beginning. And so, because of this, we now lead into the Bad Ab's Bad Ab Schism, in which Huron, enraged by this decision by Terra, withheld all planetary tithes to the Administratum oh. and blocked passage of trade through his realms. Oh, uh, yep. 
Yep, in a begins. protest. Uh, DK, this is a protest, I tell you. Uh, yeah. It's right to protest against the failure of Adeptus Terra. Yeah, I mean, and hey, you got the right to protest, but you got to realize who you're protesting against here, pal, because uh, that's, that's, the, that's the, the might of the Imperium is greater than uh, your little area, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. It, yeah, okay. This is this is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, it also had a double effect because now that Badab had completely uh, cut off all forms of travel through it, it also meant that for the most part, a lot of the ore and refinement that came from other areas like the Pale Stars region in the southeast couldn't make it to other areas such as the I always can pronounce this oh. one Camarin Drift on the west. So with this sector, not only did he cut it off, but he took it for himself. Oh boy! All right, that's not great. That's hey, he needed it, quote unquote, to <laughs> fully maintain his uh, his army. That's when he created that extra. I, I got it wrong. The Ring of Steel was created from now, encircling ah. the spheres of just space system defenses hugely fortified palaces he even made his legendary palace the palace of thorns on badab primaris uh in order to have his ruling uh you know spot there and all that jazz yeah okay all right so so this is when we get into a significant amount of political controversy because on one head on one hand the adeptus terror was uh to put it lightly fucking pissed (laughs) I was going to say they have to be so mad uh, because this is a super profitable area. I mean, he he made it super profitable, the, the most productive it's ever been. And then to just be like, nope, cutting it all off. And not only my bad ab sector that's productive, the Chimeran Drift can't get you. The Pale Stars can't get you. The whole area is just cut off. And it's like, brother, <laughs> I imagine they are sending the full might of the emperor well that's the issue though is that on one hand they're pissed about this the administratum and all of them and and the imperial tithe is needed but on the other hand this is millennia millennia of a precedent being set that adeptus astarte commanders have the right to defend the imperium by any means necessary this was the bad abs, bad abs schism was the termination of them taking whatever they need to defend the Imperium and bolster their defenses versus what the Adeptus Terra is supposed to be getting. Because on one hand, oh. Space Marines can do what they need. But yeah. on the other hand, like it's it's this weird political drama. Oh, and you know what's crazy? They could have prevented all this from happening by just sending some reinforcements. That's all that, they had to do. On Well, you say that, but what those reinforcements were taken because they were saving a planet from like a tyrannid infestation. Ah. Yeah. Just take it from somewhere else. You've got plenty of space marines hanging around. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so so uh, Huron kind of given a shit job, a shit deal. He did a great job with everything, asked for more resources, and he said, absolutely no. And he's like, well, fine, then I'm going to use these resources instead. And then they're angry about it. So, yeah, it, it became this big, annoying back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I I get why he's so pissed and why he would do all this. But boy, I mean that, and that takes balls to do when you know what you're up against. But hey, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So this particularly had this very difficult back and forth, and and also at the same time, despite this being a problem, it was also ironically not super high on Adeptus Terra's uh, list of priorities because. They're just, you know, high fleet behemoth is over there. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, not that this isn't a problem and not that this isn't something that needs their attention. But 
when you've got chaos looming, when you've got the Tyranids looming, when you have just all these other, like, galactic problems. This is an issue, but it's probably not, like, the highest. Yeah, I get that. This political thing took a long-ass time. Wow. Because of this, those in the Cathargo... <laughs> the, the, the names. Cathar- <laughs> they're the Cathargo Sector, is basically mm-hmm. what it's called. You see the Chimeran Drift? Uh, uh, to the yeah. left of that, top left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does look like Cathargo. Yeah. Yeah, so the Cathargo Sector has been there for 11 centuries. And those people that Shy posted earlier, those planetary governors, that's basically them. They are big, big, like decadent, fat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, they're pretty much just corrupt. Grown, yep. Yeah, grown fat on the the backs of their people, both yep. physically and literally, or and well, metaphorically. That, that could never happen in the real world, right? That would, pff, never pff. <laughs> that could never. never happen in our world. Never. <laughs> what a parody. <laughs> I love irony. <laughs> they have been cut off from all of their, well, the stuff from the pale stars and the things because of the bad ab sectors, um, like ring of steel, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like cutting off all the warp transit. Yeah. And so these big planetary governors are extremely upset that their <laughs> ties of money and women have dried up. Oh, no. What are they going to do? So they wrote strongly worded leather. Leathers. Letters. I'm, a, I'm all tongue-tied They wrote today. it on leather. No, they probably wrote, wrote it on parchment. Mm. Yeah, well. Um, but they're very upset with all this. While the Astral Claws, after taking all these resources for 150 years, got to a pretty hefty fighting strength and were freed from the weight of garrison duty, moving into dealing with all kinds of other stuff. There is a ton of uprisings and random crap going on in the maelstrom sector maelstrom zone not even related to them and they're heading their way out and they are taking it all this mine 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 crush a chaos rebellion here <laughs> destroy an orc war boss here really like he's making his own ultramar oh good for him um good for him hey if the imperium won't help me i'll just i'll damn it i'll do it myself sure yeah, it's it's good, and, and I mean, at this point, with the gathering of Imperial forces, Huron had the Astral Claws, Firehawks, White Scars, Celestian Guard, along with Krieg and Kolsek Imperial Guard regiments, and a Titan Legion. He wow. was a extremely powerful commander, but there is a gentleman named Stybor Lazarek, the chapter master of the Firehawks. I know, it's a pretty crazy one. <laughs> yeah. um, chapter master of the Firehawks. And he was not given command of this campaign over Huron during this period of time, which made him a little pissy because there are a few things that make a space marine more pissy than someone else getting to do all the glory. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. This kind of started to create a little bit of a grudge. As time went on, we're now in like 869 M41. There was a Black Templar crusade also occurring in the Maelstrom. Because the Black uh, Templars just really like that shit. Of course, of course. Ooh, Firehawk armor is real cool. Yeah, it's not bad. I think we covered the Firehawks in the Legion of the Damned episode. Okay, um, okay. That was like the retcon lore thing about the... Ghost Rider Space Marines and all that jazz. Oh, right, right. Okay. There might be them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the fire and yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So this, like, Huron's pushing. We're talking taking out, like, side Xenos and they call it, like, there are these things called uh, the subhuman flesh haunters of the howling gyre. Just like, whoa. <laughs> all, the, all the crazy, like, side Xenos that we just don't ever know about, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, all kinds of crazy abominations back there de- attacking the Imperium since before the age of apostasy. Great victories. Like, like Huron, I, I need to make this clear. This guy is crusading. He is hitting it. He is making this place like a real fortress. 
Wow. And, and, and again, all under the worship of the emperor. Even though they refuse to give him any support and he's kind of cut off uh, a lot of their supply lines, he's still just like, oh, yeah, for the emperor, let's let's make this place, a, a you know, a little galactic fortress for us, even though screw the um, administratum, I guess. Call, calling the administratum corrupt is heresy if you're a human. Calling it corrupt is a daily ritual if you're a space marine. <laughs> It's fair, because they probably denied your request for whatever you needed. Yeah, also, you know, they just, it's it's bureaucracy. Yeah. So, with this, as they're pushing through and going through all these kinds of usual stuff, then the Black Templars were, once again, taken away by the Adeptus Terra, and gone to go deal with the wake of a Tyranid War. So... Mm. After having substantial losses in the campaign that Huron has been going f- uh, forward and dealing with, immediately having the Black Templar pull out and some spooky readings from the Adeptus Terra about impending doom had them have to withdraw their massive advance through the Ma- Maelstrom Zone, much to Huron's dismay. Displeasure, yeah. yeah. This only started getting worse because as he had to pull back, the orcs arrived, and they were just having a grand old time. More orc wars started coming around from the area. More ghastly ships of chaos started arriving. The moment the Black Templars pull out, they have to uh, halt their advance, and then enemies start arriving, because you love to hear it. Oh, yeah, you, 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 love, you love to see it. You love to see a war just come on through and just start going crazy. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. So during this time... This is when the administration finally decided to act. Finally, after 150 <laughs> years of dealing with the bad ab schism, they decide that, okay, we're going to send a fleet. We're going to send a fleet and see what the hell's going on. Okay. So this was by an administratum general with an adeptus mechanicus biologus, some lords of the Gathargo sector as well, who are pretty pissed off, and mm-hmm. at least one inquisitor as well. It was a solid fleet. You know, huge mass conveyors expecting to receive the ties that they no longer were giving them, you know, Colt Mechanicus, (laughs) Locust Caravel, Escort Craft, etc. Okay. Don't really know exactly what happened, (laughs) Um, but they tried to force their way through the Ring of Steel. Oh, no. Oh, that's a bad move. Yeah, so you don't really know exactly what was said, uh, but not one ship survived, and 20,000 servants of the Imperium were killed. Oh, boy. I was going to say, the only thing they found was, oh, suddenly there was a new asteroid field in the area, and we just don't know where it came from. Are there bodies in it? No, that's just astral debris. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's about what I thought might happen. Yeah, yeah, th- that's a good point. Huron had an explanation. Pirates did it. <laughs> Is that really what he said? In fact, Huron, we sent a fleet. What happened to them? I don't know. They never got here. I guess pirates got. Is that really what he sent back as a response? Uh, let's see. We have a wonderful communications fragment right here. <laughs> let's see here. <clears throat> fragment begins. Baghdad Defense Control. Tide Fleet VX 542 11. This is your final <laughs> warning. Decrease thruster burn and ha- head and heave to the designated approach. You will be fired upon. Ident Administratum Bark Quise Lambda. This investigation deputation carries the seals of the Adeptus Terra. It is you who will comply. Make obe- obeisance, obe- obeisance, and stand down your weapons immediately in the name of him on Terra. Badab Defense Control. Damn you, obey. I don't care if you're carrying St. Leor's bones. No <laughs> vessel enters the Ring of Steel without first submitting to inquiry and piloting. This is the Maelstrom Zone, not some safe haven quill pushers enclave. <laughs> Static interrupts. Box distortion consistent with high energy weapons fire. Unconfirmed Ooh. source, likely a Badam system defense frigate. 
Heavy damage sustained to port engines. Decks 7 through 11 opened a void. Casualties high. Assailants unidentified. 18 plus vessels now burning. Primary quadrant autonomous battle systems registering full activation. Omega locks disengaged. 4,000 assassin mines awakening. Gargoyle platforms Anima and Epsilon reaching terminal power. By the tyrant shall be attempt abort. Confirm. Confirm. Fragment ends. Oh boy! All right, uh, all right. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's what happens. It's like, you... Back the fuck up! No, <laughs> welp. So this is some what was it? Safe haven quill pushing, whatever. I was like, uh, damn. Safe, safe haven quill pushers enclave. <laughs> <laughs> love it. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. But yeah, it was probably pirates. So you know, they tried again. <laughs> didn't work great. Uh, and so, after the constant threats of not just the Adeptus Terra, but also the fat, uh, I, I say fat, I don't mean to be, to be mean to anyone, to, to be fat phobic, but I say fat in a, uh, assholey, greedy way. Yeah, um, they're like fat with greed and hubris yeah. and political tyranny and, yeah. That kind of stuff. The, the, yeah. the fat governors of the Cathargo sector all together, uh, you know, constantly sending threats and issue uh, and issues against Badab Sector and Huron. <laughs> Huron's answer to these threats was to announce and produce his infamous Articles of Just Secession. Oh boy! Uh, these All right, art- <laughs> these articles were delivered to the authorities and said many and grievous insults, presumptions, and denials of the Emperor given rights and titles of the Adeptus Astartes by the false and wayward servants of the Administratum and the Carthan lords and their allies. Yeah. They- yeah, they were. Uh, these documents were stated the refusal to hand over the tithes of local Elementum authorities, aid or defend attempt. Uh, any attempt to do so or recognize the demands of the Carthan lords. That that being said, they do still say they will serve the emperor. We are seceding because the people here are corrupt dickheads <laughs> and we're way better at it. I mean, they're right. Uh, I which I'm I'm well I guess it doesn't surprise me that they're still willing to serve the emperor, right? Because like the emperor didn't do anything wrong to them. It was it's it's these it's these damn politicians. It's these damn administratum. It's these you know these damn planetary governors that are so fat with power and greed and corruption. That yeah, screw them. But you know, still praise the emperor, right? But well, you know they it's. Like I said, hating on the administratum is heresy unless you're a Marine. Then it's just classic. (laughs) You would think they would learn at some point that maybe we should stop dunking on the Space Marines. Like, they're our holy fighting force. Like, maybe we should, you know, we should have a little respect. So, the Carthans, uh, extremely pissed by this and losing their grip on power and and, uh, their high decadent position, Threatened all-out war in response, but threatened it and had no means to do so uh, alone. They had plenty of planetary (laughs) defense forces and guardsmen and all that, but you really can't fight space marines except with other space marines. Yeah, I was going to say, like, let's even say they had a platoon of space marines. This is bad, Ab. Like, they've got the iron ring around it. What are are you going to do? You need, like a fleet you need an army at this point to get into badab and do anything about what huron's going on right or what he's got going on exactly and so the carthens petitioned a few people the subcommander at the forge world of riza which flatly refused them and said this is an internal dispute we will not interfere nice uh local inquisitorial representatives as well which kept an eye on the situation but were <laughs> It was a a squabble that was not particularly uncommon from Imperial commanders. We've seen this in Gaunt's Ghosts. Imperial commanders love to fight each other and argue. Yep. Uh, especially, in, especially in border regions. <laughs> and there was no evidence of taint or heresy at all. Yeah. Yep. So only one 
group responded. And those were the Firehawks, who already had a grudge against Huron and his men. Uh-huh, okay. All right. Man, yeah, I got to imagine everybody was just like, you want us to help you fight? Who? Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm, not doing it. Yeah, this, is, this is your problem. You did this. I don't... Mm-mm. Nope. So, the Firehawks, aiding along with uh, the... Carthens, right, sorry. Uh, The Carthens eventually made their way with their ships and fleet and were invited to enact judgment, I suppose is the best way to describe it. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, They took a particular vessel, uh, one called the Red Harbinger, entered a cluster of uh, of ancient stars and all that kind of jazz uh, and had them sent towards... Uh, Huron and his uh, giant ring of everything. Uh, when, oh, sorry, I guess not Huron. This was the Mantis Warriors. Wait, uh, so the, they ju- they just had one Firehawk cruiser, the the Red Harbinger, and that's what they sent to no, take no, over? No, 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 not like that. It, it was it was more they were operating on their own time, and then the Mantis Warriors specifically uh, went to to inter- intercept. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. They inter- the Mantis Warriors intercepted, and uh, after some back and forth refusals and threats, they opened fire, and full scale conflict happened in which the Mantis Warriors then boarded and captured the Red Harbinger, uh, and taking roughly twenty or so Firehawks captured. Yeah. Upon learning of this, uh, the taking of the Red Harbinger, the ma- chapter master of the Firehawks chapter became pretty pissed. Withdrew, <laughs> uh, withdrew all operations from every single Firehawk zone and made course with the entire chapter towards Badab. Ah, okay. So now we've got a full chapter of Space Marines heading to Badab. All the Firehawks are coming in uh, because of what happened with the Red Harbinger. And that signifies the first beginning of Astartes versus Astartes of the Badab War. Ooh. And that's probably where we're going to end it for today. Okay, things are cooking. Things, things are, are cooking. cooking. It, oh, it is a okay. slow, slow increase of, of just political crap. Yep, and, and that's what led to everything. It is just like Political nonsense, administratum failings, refusing to give anything to Huron, who has already done so much for you and probably done more than you could have ever asked of him to do, and then the flat-out refusal to send him. It's like you, you are my brother in Christ. You are causing your own problems. I, we all know that Huron eventually goes towards chaos. Yeah, we all Huron know that. Blackheart. We all read the book. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, it's another. It's one of the classic cases of why there are so many human chaos followers. One, because they're easily manipulated. Uh, but two, because God, when you push him so far, that yep. that jump of renegade and, and succession, that jump from that to the dark gods is a much shorter jump. Oh, yeah. So many, like, fallings to chaos or people going heretical. You pushed them in that direction. You, 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 like, all they needed was just a little push. You know, all it takes is a little push and gravity. And, like, man, it's crazy. Like, they, they could have stopped this from happening. I mean, it's what ha- it's what happens when like it happens in the real world all the time too. You know, you, oh, you had yeah. the, the the COVID pandemic, which was unprecedented times for everybody, and then for some people who were already maybe a little disenfranchised with life and political system, it, it's mm-hmm. a pretty quick hop to next thing you know, it, it, uh, it's spread by five G networks, and now they're going on QAnon. Like yeah. it's not a hard jump. Yeah, it is. So. Whew. And, and I, then I'm sure that know, happens a lot with chaos too, where it's just like, oh, it didn't it didn't take much. I mean, you had already, you know, beaten them and broken them down and broken their spirit enough that hey, all I had to do was one little whisper in their ear about giving them the power to change this. That's all it took. 
I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah, that that's you know, it's uh, it's and also especially when it comes to emotions. You know, mm. Huron right now has dreamed some pretty big dreams right now, and yeah. uh, you know he he's taken over quite the area. So that push yeah. is is getting there. But Marines versus Marines is happening. That was uh, the kind of the setup before the real the real bloodshed starts to happen. Oh yeah, I am anxiously awaiting the next episode to see all of the Firehawks descending in and. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. Let's go. Bad dab war. Let's go. Bad dab war. Hell yeah. Good luck here on you you're probably you're gonna, gonna need, need it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching the podcast watching and listening to the podcast. We will see you for the book club at the end of this week, but in particular, we will also uh see you next week for the next episode of the Bad Dab War. Goodbye. But yeah, sure. I, I I wasn't sure if we were gonna leave it at that, or we just gonna bam dab on him, you know? Ay, your mother.